You are listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Review Podcast. We find little nuggets, treasures, valuable pieces of gold in the Joe Rogan Experience Podcast and pass them on to you, perhaps expand a little bit. We are not associated with Joe Rogan in any way. Think of us as the talking dead to Joe's walking dead. Enjoy the show. Podcast. You're listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Review. What a bizarre thing we've created. Now with your host. Adam Thorne. This might either be the worst podcast or the best one of all time. One, go. Enjoy the show. This podcast is brought to you by Camuso Design. Did you know a simple breath can reduce your stress? Our thoughts are tied to our breath. When your mind is busy, your breath is shallow, which triggers anxiety and stress. You can reduce those negative feelings with a simple breath. That's why Camuso created this shift, a minimalist necklace that helps you relax by extending your exhales. The Shift is a beautiful necklace that helps you breathe better. Let's create a calmer world by learning to breathe better. Use my code REVIEW for 15% off. Find the link in the bio. Google The Shift Necklace by Camuso. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the JRE Review. Joined as always by my fearless co-host garrett how you doing bud what's up guys how are we doing out there uh first off i want to just talk about the anderson silver boxing match that happened the other day uh was that showtime i don't even know but so anderson silver came back and fought uh someone that i should remember but i cannot remember his name and i thought it was going to be another one of those kind of ridiculous exhibition fights and you know anderson was going to look like a fool and it was just going to taint his legacy and just be a mess just be something that nobody wanted to see but i don't know if you guys have seen that fight anderson did amazing it was unbelievable it was almost like watching old anderson but just as boxing right it was it was so cool I was so impressed and so happy to see the whole thing. I wish I, mean, I would have known about that. To be honest, I didn't. I didn't catch wind of that. But he's a. Step. You could probably catch some yeah, snippets sure. on YouTube or something. Oh, but sure. dude, it's worth watching. Sure. I was super impressed. I'm like, holy shit, Anderson, still got it. For sure, still got it. All right, let's jump in. Um, Joe's podcast, 1667. Annie Letterman. Um, Annie has been on a few times. She's a fucking hilarious comic. She is. Um, she actually has a really funny podcast. I mostly only see snippets of it on Instagram, but it's really good. Nice. And I, it, she, do you know who she is? Are you familiar no, with no, her? No, no, I, I do, I do. I haven't seen any of her stand-up, but uh, I saw her on whenever she was with Whitney before, and I've, like, I think I've YouTubed her a few times and seen some stuff. She's funny. She's raw. She's She's good. Yeah, she doesn't give a fuck at all. Right? She does not. She was trying to give Joe shit about the uh, homeless situation in Austin. Right. Like that being a problem. And Joe was like, get out of here with that. Right. It's kind like, of funny. What? It's kind of interesting how he talks to her. Like he's almost like a father figure to some extent. Like a dad. Well, what does she keep calling him? The king? Yeah, right. She's like, <laughs> my king. That's a good point. That's kind what of... do you get the king? That's hilarious. Yeah. Um yeah, it's just interesting seeing their dynamic and how they communicate. He kind of, I feel like, is it's just good to see everybody on there always so gracious. And we've we've made reference to it before. It's kind of like 
he's set a lot of these people up to be successful, you know, even the smaller acts, like he puts them on. Yeah, for sure. But, you know, it's not like that. Like he sees them doing the work. Like you even hear her talking about, you know, not making any excuses. Right. You know, it all starts with like working, working well, like it's too easy to complain. And that's all just a waste of energy. Like she has the right attitude Absolutely. when it comes to putting in that work. And, and that's what Joe's always looking for, as it seems like. Yeah, I mean, that shines too, you know, and people that are going to be successful. That's, I mean, we were talking about that video about my brother. It's like, you got to, you got to have the mindset prior to, you know? Hmm. Yeah, for sure. He, she mentioned that uh, she was listening to a podcast of someone called Jim, like Fortin, Jim Fortin or something. Not Norton, right? No, he's like, uh, like one of those life coach oh, style yeah, guys. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and after they, after she talked about it, because she had a lot of good things to say, and was like, "This really helped me, and like oh, changed true. my life, yeah. and all this." So I, I downloaded a few of his podcasts and listen to him that uh, pretty interesting it's, i don't know if it's like my cup of tea but but that's the thing right like for me to be like oh this doesn't work for me i'll give it two stars right is bullshit because it works for her it could work for someone you know it's funny what how people draw upon different information and different personalities and different characteristics and, and people that either relate to or don't relate to but can inspire them you know it's funny that yeah. I was thinking just before you called, I was looking at my algorithm on on Instagram, and I don't know if you just go through those reels ever, but it's mine's just like a workout video, an inspirational quote, and then some crazy dance move or something like that. And it's just yeah. like over and over and over again. I'm like, that must be what I'm seeking out. But it's like, I can I can never get enough of those inspirational videos. Like you you got to seed through them and pick and choose the tidbits that you take from it cuz who knows who the hell's saying it, but at the same time it's like you you can build your own future. I mean, it takes the Yeah, that algorithm does kind of work like that. That does bring up an interesting question why there's always women falling off rope swings on mine. <laughs> Is that what you've been No. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. I usually have some kids getting hurt or a kid trying to do a backflip yeah, yeah. Uh, kids you get... know and just like smashing his head right you're like oh we, we have that chive tv on in my work now and it's like that stuff never gets old for some reason i can watch that all day dude that's one of the most addictive channels ever created <laughs> right it's unbelievable how addictive i'm like where is. do they have all these videos it's like it's just one after the next too i never feel like i see the same video it creates zombies at the bar, <laughs> for sure. It really does. It's like if your phone dies, you're like, yeah. oh, don't worry, I got Chive TV. Right. It's like it's directly kind of, in my line. Of, okay. It's like directly in my line of sight too. I'm just like walking around with a huge grin on my face, watching people smash their face into pools and shit. <laughs> <laughs> you just sat there like, ooh, yeah, all all day. You're like, all right, it's good. All to, day. Good to not be that guy right now. All day. I I was surprised to hear that uh, Annie does jujitsu. Yeah, I would have never guessed that. I guess she didn't do a ton over, uh, you know, COVID time because you just can't. But she was like, "It's so sick. impressive right. that she's so into that." And then to like, it's always cool to hear the female perspective of like uh, what they get out of jujitsu. Right. Um. You know, and like learning just how to move your body, like learning the move, like getting that confidence with how you position yourself it's it's just it's pretty interesting i like 
I like hearing that. You would obviously say, and you're obviously a much bigger practitioner, but jujitsu. I mean, you're talking about positioning and whatnot, like literally, whatnot, literally. But think about it in like real life. Could you say that jujitsu relates to real life in a lot of ways? Well, I mean, there are parallels you can draw from it that are useful. Like number one, anytime you look at learning something that you're not good at, that can put you off, right? That can like pull your confidence away and be like, oh, I suck at math or I suck at writing or I suck at stand up. Like I'm just not good at it. But then with jujitsu, you're always not good at it when you start. You never know what you're doing. And then you look at the black belts and you're like, I'll never be that good. But then you talk to the black belts and you're like, were you always this good? They're like, no, I didn't know shit. I just did it. I practiced. I got better. I never quit. I just kept going. And then you take that philosophy once you start learning something. Maybe you get the blue belt and then you, you know, like, look, this, this has been, this story has been told a million times, but that's what you're doing. And then you're like, oh, I could learn other things this way. I just got to practice, be consistent not beat myself up when I don't do well and don't expect to be good at it. Maybe never feel good at whatever you're doing, but you you fucking will get better. That probably relates. Like, you're going to get better at anything you do a lot. That probably relates directly now that you're saying the way you just said it. Like, that seems to be the formula for a good stand-up comedian. If you have talent and are funny, you're just going to have to stick with it, you know? It's Yeah, it's very similar. I mean... In a lot of ways, you I mean, being funny helps kind of naturally. But if you're just like funny at parties and you don't practice right. the craft enough and you don't put everything into it, you, you're you going to suck on stage. Right. But you could not be all that funny at parties, and but just work your ass off at the craft right. and you're going to improve. You're going to get to a point where you're, you know, you've got a good five minutes, a good 10 minutes and you're really honing it in. And other comedians are starting to notice like you're because a lot of times it's just noticing that hustle. Right. Like you see people that I remember seeing people that when I first started out, I was like, oh, my God, they suck. You're they're never going to be good. (laughs) But they were at every single open mic. They would go to the ones that I just didn't have the energy for. Their hustle was like way more than mine. And they started to improve. And, like, all of a sudden, they start having sets that are just really doing well. And I'm like, holy shit, that's what they did. That's a, that's they, they just really put it in. That's one place that you can see a huge transformation. That's a, an entertaining thing to watch. Yeah, for sure. You know, watching for people, sure, watching, like that. Watching people grow at anything is amazing, especially over the course of time. You see people, and that's part of, like, losing weight or getting good at the guitar or, being a professional golfer it's like you see the people that are putting in the work it's going to be reflected there's a natural talent there but you have to hone that talent in order for it to come to fruition you know yeah and and also you got to let people do their work like they talk about on that podcast how tony hinchcliffe got in a bunch of trouble for saying something that came across as racist right well he's working on a bit right he's working on a bit He's trying to hone it out. You gotta like that's that's their workouts. Right. That would be like somebody coming into the gym and watching you using maybe kettlebells for the first time and judging your overall understanding of fitness Form, based on you learning how to do this. Right. And you're like, I'm just I'm starting out. Right. Like I'm just getting this down. Not that Tony's starting out, like he's a 
he's an excellent comedian, I mean, it, but he's got to work those bits. He's got to have freedom to do it. It's, it's, it's chaos. Dude, it's, people would give him shit for that. It, <laughs> I think he made reference to Patrice, too. He said Patrice had a great line. He said, whether you're making fun of somebody this way or you're, getting, or you're being self-deprecating about yourself, he's like, it all comes from the same place, right? Yeah, yeah. Whether the joke is good or bad. Right. You know, comes, it comes from the same place, from the place of wanting to make you laugh. Right. Even right. if you fuck it up and you're like, whoops, okay, that didn't work. Right. I made, I sounded like a dick. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta you learn from your mistakes and move on. Yeah. Well, I mean, what are people expecting? Right. The jokes are perfectly crafted before you come out. Right. Like, they just don't understand what is going on if they think right. that's the case. That's, that's chaos. It's crazy. That's not how it works. I think it's a character thing, too. Like, you've heard Tony talk and you've heard Louis talk and you know who these people are. I mean, not personally, and I don't know who they are behind closed doors, but I think you can get a good feel for people's character a little bit. And it's like, it's just like we're trying to cancel people to cancel people because the opportunity arose, especially when it comes to comedians. It's like, fuck, that's what I want is people being raunchy and over the top and edgy. And like, that's how you find humor. Yeah. Well, look, if you want to cancel a comedian for something really fucked up they did in their private life, like Chris D'Elia. Right. I mean, there's the, the, I'm not I'm not right. like condoning or saying he's guilty or any of those things. But like. Those actions and allegations are serious, and if you want to condone, you know, cancel him for that as a comedian, then in a way it makes sense, right? Because he did something that might be illegal, right. and that's not good. But canceling them for working on their act right. is is nonsense. Yeah. You can't ever do that. I agree. That doesn't make any sense. That's not going to fly. Right. Yeah. I'm getting worked up. I'm getting worked up, bro. <laughs> Upsets me. It's obsessing. Hey, let's jump over to 1668 Crystal Ball. And how do you say this guy's name? I thought it was Saran. Saran? I don't, I don't know exactly how do you say it. I think it's Saran. I'm going to look it up. Engeti. Right. Anyway, right. these guys are great. They're from uh, Breaking Points. Right. And, uh, I think, you know, name- they do a lot of media reporting. Um, they were originally they- from The Hill. Is that correct? I believe that's I think so. Then, that's right. And they went, that's when they were like, we're jumping ship. Right. They went fully independent, and it's it's so nice. I, dude, hearing all the backing about how Huawei has interest in everything and all that, like, Chinese fucking interest groups is, like, nerve-wracking. You know what I mean? It's like, it, how the fuck do you decipher th- through whose best interest is at heart? It just seems like a, it's always follow the money, right? Yeah. If there's any moral to that story, it's like, if you're going to affect my money, you're not allowed to say certain things on the show. So it's like, to have an unbiased show that need to be on their own platform, it's like, there's no way to avoid it. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's impossible to say that anything could be completely unbiased, but um, as media, like so many media outlets seem so biased now that anything that's even a little bit kind of like straight talk right. is refreshing yeah you're like okay i'm like i'm more likely to trust you and the fact that now their show is all theirs right nobody controls it they follow the reporting that they want it's almost like old school reporting like what you'd hear back in the day where the reporters like go deep undercover right. and they're like working on stories for months right where and you actually all of a sudden it comes to paper right it makes it like they're doing it to like solve a problem rather than pick an agenda 
Yeah, yeah. Instead of like, <laughs> oh, this took me ten minutes and I came up with the best clickbaity bullshit. Oh my god! I, you can imagine. Right. What did he say? He says like, what the, they were talking about aliens or something. Well, I'm sure we'll get into that. But he was like, one of the reports read the first line was like, "There is no evidence to say that there are aliens," and then the next sentence is like. And there is no evidence to support that there are not aliens. It's like, fuck, <laughs> what, are you, what are we doing? Like, yeah, well, the bet. Do you ever get those fucking headlines that pop up and it's like, it straight up says, "Can you believe this thing happened in this picture?" And you go to it, and there's not even a, the picture. It's like me neither. <laughs> no. Yeah, I guess I no. don't believe it either. Why do I even look? How does this get on my phone? Right. Uh, it's yeah. It's so bad. It's man. real. The the Colbert. Did you watch the Colbert video? Uh, I heard him. They were make that sucks so bad. I had. I remember listening to Colbert. I had like four double discs, and I listened to his whole like rhetoric about politics pre- prior to him being. I mean, it kind of just yeah, exactly. It correlates to what we're talking about now. You're now you're this huge Biden lib, and it's like you have you have to say things that correlate and are in line with your network. Otherwise, you're going to get canceled. You're going to get fired. And it's like, wow, yeah, it, what the fuck? He was so much better when he did the Colbert report. I haven't seen that it since. show was amazing. It was Dude, he was such a brilliant character on that show. Dude, I always and going over to the late night, it's like, okay, whatever. Right. He makes a lot of money, but I don't care to watch it. But having John Stewart on there, brave enough to like, oh, that was so just true. rip through it all and say it came from the lab. Duh, and John Stewart's as liberal as it gets. Oh, dude, he, I mean, it was it was brilliant. He's like and hilarious. I didn't realize the name of the fucking lab was like COVID whatever. He's like, is that weird if there was a chocolate outbreak in Hershey, whatever? And I was, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, what are we doing, dude? Like, get out of here. Yeah. Hello. The <sighs> fact that we didn't even that didn't raise uh, that didn't raise an eye. It came, it comes down to this whole fucking past year just happened to be fuck Trump. No matter what it takes, no matter what it is, it's language that we use. And if you don't use the right language, you're either for Trump or against Trump. And if you're for Trump, yeah. then fuck you. And if you're against them, we're going to find something wrong a little later on down the line with what's wrong with you. But thanks for agreeing with us now. And look, I get it, man. I get why people didn't like him. No, right? Totally. That's no secret. Not at all. But to but at what cost? Absolutely. You know, right. at what cost? The cost of of real science <laughs> or like focusing on what's actually happening and what's important. Right. I mean, look, I'm all I'm all for like hating politicians. Right. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> if you don't like him, please by all means. Right. You know, I mean, Trump said some crazy shit that no one can deny right. that. Absolutely. But but. But to completely blind yourself to trying to track this thing. I mean, really, I just feel like we're going to be super unprepared for the next one because they're just going to flood us with misinformation and nonsense. Have us look in the other way. Like, look at the market over there where they eat bats. You're like, wait, what? what? Who the fuck is eating bats? I mean, let's just from now on, like, I think we've, uh, the, I don't want to say that thoughtful people out here have already known that they've been lying to us and follow the money like we said dude their only job is to get reelected. they're not out here to help the communities they're not out here to like bring up the cities and be people in the community they're there to get reelected. that's their job to keep getting paid like and once you have that set up as the standard for people in politics there's going to be corruption there's going to be f- yeah 
You already know. Yeah, I know. I know, man. I know. It <laughs> works me up. This is why I don't like to get it. Like, yeah. the most in the politics I get is when I'm either listening to Rogan's show or something big enough happens in my community that I'm like, oh, you should talk about this on the pod. Right. But every time it just upsets the shit out of me. Right. I really do feel like that guy in The Matrix when he says ignorance is bliss. I like, I'm like, yeah, makes sense. I get it, bro. What's your thought? I mean, that, that brings me to my other point. Uh, yeah, I always, <laughs> it's not like a Tibetan monk mindset, but it's like desire is the first fucking sign of like, I, I forgot what it was, like unhappiness or unfulfillment. Whenever you desire something more, it's like, you can spend your whole life like wanting more, but it's like, what are you going to do? You got to just control your own life and, and make the decisions you're going to make. Yeah. Politics. Well, if you try and control your outcome too much, you're probably going to set yourself up for disappointment. Right. And it might not have even been the thing you wanted anyway. If you look back on your life, it's like oftentimes I'm like, oh, I want to do this or I want to go there. Or, I want to do this. And it didn't happen right. because of circumstances and something else pops up. And then you end up meeting the girl of your dreams and you're like, ah, this was better when or, or whatever. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Like you don't you I don't I really do believe that we as individuals don't necessarily know what's best for us. I don't think so either. And I mean, some, what if you go right and you go left sometimes and you get whacked by a car or you fucking meet the girl of your dreams, like you said. It's who knows. And that's why yeah. it's curious about coincidence or I don't know, it's funny too. I I can't I remember this this is on the next pod, we'll get to that, but he says something about I don't believe in miracles and I'm like the only people that believe in miracles are people that believe in miracles <laughs> right like, yeah. what do we fuck i mean I, you don't believe in miracles okay miracles aren't happening it's all science i get that but it's like i don't know it's just an interesting concept do you believe in miracles uh i don't even really know what that means i don't either like i don't know I mean, like what is a miracle I, I feel Cause like, is it something that the physics can't explain i mean you can look at that from so many different perspectives is it a miracle that i'm blind and somebody else isn't like if you really want to break it down like that's a miracle because i can see i mean i don't know or maybe that's just the physics too i I, yes it's it's all it's all introspective and based on your own yeah i don't know where you're going with that i don't either I mean, you're lucky. You're luckier than a blind person yeah. if you like to see. Maybe the blind person doesn't want to see. He's like, fuck it. I got great hearing. That's true. I'm a DJ. Fair enough. Maybe. Yeah. You don't know. I do not know. You don't know. I mean, like, what's his name? Uh, who's the blind uh, guy? Steve. Uh, I don't know. The piano guy. Uh, Rachel, what, Stevie, Stevie Wonder, wait, Stevie Ray, Wonder, Ray, yeah, Ray yeah, Charles. yeah. Oh, yeah, Stevie Wonder, right? right? I mean, if he wasn't as good at what he was doing, if he could see, right? Because maybe his like he was still gonna hearing be. just got so toned and like right. made everything that way. I mean, you know, for him as a kid, maybe he was like, yeah, I I want to see, like I don't want to be blind. Right. And then it turns out he's one of the greatest musicians of all time. That's interesting. Who knows? That's crazy. That you know that Ray Charles story too, right? He like saw his. No, I don't. I gotta watch that. Didn't uh, the only reason I know that is because yeah, Jamie Jamie Fox played him, and at a young age, he uh, witnessed his brother die. Like die. I can't remember. It was super traumatic, and he like witnessed his brother die, and from that point on, he like couldn't hear anymore or see. I'm sorry, he couldn't see anymore. He could, I was gonna say, can he hear what? <laughs> he, he, he was he was deaf no, too. No, That's incredible. No, he couldn't see, but it, it, 
it's crazy that the brain can do that to you. You see the most traumatic thing you've ever seen in your life, and it's just like, all right, shut down. Oh, no shit. Bl- That's what happened to him? I got to watch that. Yeah. I'm going to put that on my list and watch right. that for sure. Uh, they talked about the Fauci emails yeah. uh, connected to like the lab release, like the. I didn't know a lot about those. Follow like he's saying that the masks were bullshit, Dude. and then also it's connected to his lab stuff yeah. that gets more money pumped into yeah. it. And like, where is all that money coming from? Yeah. It- <laughs> you know, taxes are gonna go through the roof for sure. Right. We- and then. You know, once and then jumping onto like China's influence, dude, once you start- like that shit scares me. They've been talking about that a lot, right. and it's like, wait a minute, how much power right. does this country have over us? In a weird spot, pop up billionaires are just being funded by the gov- Chinese government, and like basically just being fake people that are helping us invest that are actually the government. It's like, how do we know all this? And it's still going on. Like it's the twilight zone. I don't. It's all money. Again, that's what it comes down to. But it's like. You're f- you're just messing with the people and the community for a financial gain at all times. That's what our p- mm. political system is based on, right? You're not out here. I, <laughs> I don't. Understand. I'm too dumb to know. I, I, I don't know. You want to believe that you get into politics with this idea that you want to like help the community and change certain things in healthcare and education and these things. They were talking about Obama, and he was saying how he still holds Obama in this light, and they both are a lot more critical of Obama. And again, I'm too dumb to know one way or the other. But um, it's, it is interesting hearing them say that, I mean, you, you run on all these political platforms that I'm going to do this, that, and the other and get people out of Iraq and get people out, out of Af- Afghanistan as like my political agenda. And then you get in there and you're you're compromised by lobbyists and by your, your own party. So you make these decisions and it's like there's <laughs> there's no reason for it, you know? It all comes down to money. Yeah, I guess it, I guess the real question then is like, what the hell do we hope for? Right. Like, what what is the best that we can hope for from a politician, knowing they're going to change these views anyway? Is it like, oh, get as close as you can to what you're hoping you'll get, right. and not really expect it? It's like if you thought about dating that way, you'd never have a relationship. You're just like, oh, all these things look really good, and then you get with them and. They don't do it. They they completely change. Yeah. You're like fuck. That was I got completely bamboozled. <laughs> bullshit. I gotta imagine that would show its face early on. But yeah, uh, it's unfortunate that that's how it's. Set well, up. Joe said something really interesting on the money side, right? So they're talking about these billionaires, why they push, like why they want on this money, right? And that's a question I've thought about like a lot. Like what keeps them just going and pushing and going? And Joe's kind of in that space, you know. He's like worth at least a hundred million right and still making boatloads of cash so and he talks about having these dreams where he's full and he says that i think it's it's due to his success and the fact that you know there's not many people at that level to like understand what that's like right and he's obviously getting so famous now like who wouldn't recognize him somewhere yeah, he ma- and he makes reference to Elon too. He's like Elon. Elon's probably struggling. He's like he know he doesn't desire the money. Ultimately, he's if you're talking, he like he says whenever he talks to him privately and has those conversations, he's trying to get to the moon. He's trying to help the human race, but at the same time, it's like you're you're. 
everybody's going to be highly critical of you just from the human nature standpoint. For some reason, watching other people be successful is like something, there's something in our brains. that's like, pull them back down. It's like that crab in the bucket theory. You know what I mean? Like pull that motherfucker back down. It's like, well, it's easy to hate a billionaire. Yeah. Most of them are weird too. So it's reasonable. Have you seen Bill Gates dance? <laughs> <laughs> Can anyone dude, trust someone that dances? Dude, like that's that? pretty tr- I mean, it's funny, but it's like think about how you could compromise that guy. Like like they say, all respect to Bill Gates, I don't know him, but fuck, dude, like you could be probably bamboozled by a few hot ladies. Yeah. Right? If you had never gotten yeah. anybody's attention your whole life other than the nerds, it's like you get some a few hot girls in there and you might be a little compromised. That's just like part of the DNA. For sure. For sure. You know, I think that's that is I mean, with all of this and take Joe's show, right? Like he makes a point to say that, look, I don't care about having celebrities on. Right. I care about having people I like to talk to. And and obviously he enjoys meeting some celebrities. Interesting but I, people ultimately, but yeah. Yeah, but it's like he wants to talk to them. Right. Right? But he'll also talk to just someone. Like there's a lot of people we've never heard of. Yeah. And they're often like the more interesting pods. I have to be honest. Like when certain celebrities go on, I'm not all that pumped to listen to that podcast. Totally. Because... <laughs> They, they're not a specialist right. in different areas. Like, you often are going to learn less. You're just talking about And th- that's usually what keeps me engaged. Right. They just kind of talk about their career, and it's like a TED talk of their life. Random And experience. you're like, okay, cool. Random celebrity experiences and whatnot, yeah. Yeah. But, the, you know, for that reason, he's not, like, thinking, oh, we get the celebrity on, that'll push my numbers, that'll make the show yeah. grow, that'll make me more money. Right. Like, that would... You, we would notice that right away. That would definitely fuck with this show. Right. Well, he was making reference to Howard Stern doing that directly, correct? I don't know if it was Howard Stern. That's but, right. But yeah, there was some some meeting he had where he was like trying to get all the celebrities. So we'll get our numbers on or like. That's what's so crazy. It's like we are so enthralled by these boxing matches with celebrities and other random folks. It's like it almost brings it down to normal people level but when you realize this is all people doing the same shit with a little bit more light on them oh for sure right what did you think about the when they were talking what was it they were talking about uh your three times is likely to be audited by the irs if you make less than 25 grand a year right he's like isn't it crazy that's fucking crazy dude that is insane i it, well yeah the, it, the, the system they have in place is set in place for a reason right like it's to keep the rich richer and keep everybody else at bay. And that's not me being cynical, but I really believe that the people in top are like, I don't want to let this go. And that's what we're going to keep supporting when it comes to like the bills and whatnot, they get passed. Well, I, it may be, I don't know if it's as nefarious as that. I mean, it might be what they were saying. Like it, the people that don't make a lot of money can't afford lawyers. Right. So they can't push back, but very wealthy people are going to be able to get a lot of lawyers in and protect their assets. Yeah. So it's like just easier to mess with people on the low end. But but something Joe said, like that resonated because he was like, okay, so if someone's like hiding a thousand or two thousand, you know, we've worked in bars, you know how it is with tips and shit. Right. It's like if that happens and the IRS forked through it all, how much are they even like, how much are they paying the person to look at right. this? 
is it like a total net loss? Then it's like, what are you even doing? Right. Exactly. What's the point? Well, it's all for it's all for show, right? I mean, that seems to be that's what it comes down to. Right. X amount of people. But what have a to stupid get, system! Oh my gosh! I mean, if the IRS can't even pay for itself, yeah, well, they were talking. Seems like a bad setup. They were. I didn't totally understand what they were talking about. How Elon was taking loans and living off of loans right now, as opposed to his own income. Did you understand that? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't understand that. No, I wish I did, but I. I have no idea right. how those billionaires make their money. I guess he takes loans out against his own stock and then pays himself on that somehow yeah. and then pays it back with stock. It, it sounds like he's got a good stock guy, but yeah. <laughs> he needs a degree in how to be a billionaire to understand that. Right. All right, let's uh, take a quick break and jump over to uh, David Sinclair. Right. This podcast is brought to you from our friends over at the High Brow Drivel Podcast. This week, Anthony is interviewing Edward Slingerland, who was on Rogan just a couple of weeks ago with his new book, Drunk. They have an hilarious interview. It's a fantastic hour worth listening to. What I love about Anthony's show is it's always hilarious. The guy has some of the highest energy of any interviewer I've ever heard. He constantly has me laughing. So check out the Highbrow Drivel podcast. Get it wherever you download your podcast. Listen to his interview with Edward and enjoy. I think one of my favorite pods I've ever had that we've ever listened to for me. I just finished that one up. Do you like it? I really enjoyed it. I, I, there are so many things that I draw like drew from him that were just inspiring, and at the same time, like he's a scientist, I couldn't totally relate to him. But the way he was just communicating was very enlightening and very refreshing you know yeah they always come back well he's been on i think he's been on maybe twice before at least one time i remember reviewing him and he had a ton of information right so this time he kind of was more broad like last time it was almost like you needed a a spreadsheet afterwards <laughs> to know all the shit that you needed to take. He talked about uh, resveratrol the first time he was on, right. which is something you get from wine. Interesting. And that's supposed to help with um, living longer. And then he talked about NMN yep. and maybe a few other NMD. things. This time he talked about a bit of that, but mostly it was like general health How? stuff eating one meal a day intermittent fasting right. stuff I, I do you think you could get enough calories in in one meal how I, big is that meal i mean at this point like i i was hearing their habits and whatnot i normally have pretty similar habits i might not be waiting until 6 p.m to eat but it's been pretty consistent me waiting until two just because i wake up have coffee and that kind of suppresses my appetite and then i go to the gym and work out on an empty stomach and I don't have a whole, like, huge desire to eat, even when I go super hard. I don't know what it is, but it's, like, a few hours after, then I'm like, all right, I'm going to need a meal just to get through. Otherwise, I'm going to be out of energy. But What do you do? Do you do two meals a day? Uh, I'd say two meals a day is pretty regular. I haven't been to the grocery store in a while. Because <laughs> how old are you now? Uh, you're 38, 38, 38 nine? 39 in August. 38? 39 in August. Okay. I do feel like I'm... And you're, you're pretty fucking jacked I'm, for I'm in, uh, that age. I feel like... So however you're eating must work. It was so nice... Well, the, I, I hate to say this, and I know this goes against proper thought. It's not like I'm eating trash, but I think you can outwork your diet as long as you're not eating chips. and As long as you're eating whole foods, you can you can sustain 
But you don't ever eat junk food. I thought you were an ice cream guy. I'm a guy. huge ice cream guy, but it... don't lie to the listeners. <laughs> I'm a, all right, that's don't what I'm feed. My, all my point is, bullshit. my point is, I, I, if I, I'm walking proof that you can outwork a bad diet, but not necessarily a bad diet. I do it in, in oh, you can have a few bits of cheese. Right. No, I'm just saying, I, I get live, it. Live, live, but everything in moderation, right? Yeah, I'm mostly two meals a day. Yeah. I do like a, a breakfast at lunch. Oh, yeah? I do like, that's how I do it. The, my whole, I'm up at six, so I don't usually eat till about noon. Right. It's just coffee in the morning. And I'm telling you right now, it's an obscene amount of coffee. Me too. I Basically, don't know. Yeah, like, <laughs> I don't know if that's good or if it, it probably fucks up my sleep. I am, I must drink like 10 cups my, of coffee in the morning. straight motor oil. Like, it's just nothing else, just black coffee. And I definitely drink a pot myself, but it's just part of my, like, daily waking up thing. I don't think it's that bad. I think it's good. Dude, it's it's beans and hot water, ultimately, as long as you're not... Come on. As long as you're not throwing... I sleep okay. It's funny when he was like... He's like... But then, yeah, then I eat a meal in the evening, um, and it's big. That one's always, like, a huge meal. Right. And then it's like you got to um, – I think they're right about you got to eat before you – a long time before you go to bed, at least, like, four or five hours I, is ideal. I don't really normally do that, but that seems to be the ideal time. If you can – Yeah, maybe that's where I could adjust. I don't really do that. I eat pretty late. How's your sleep? Then, How's your sleep out of curiosity? It seems okay. Yeah. My whoop, my whoop strap. You know, it seems okay. I get a good amount of sleep. My REM sleep is not always that high, usually around an hour. I think they say that you should be getting two hours. I don't know. I never remember my dreams, so I don't know what's going on with that. Interesting. I had a pretty vivid one last night. But, yeah, it gave me some inspiration to know that you could be – that with the things that you're doing – obviously can be longevity for your life, but they can also like reverse the aging. Like people say that. And I say that jokingly, like I'm Benjamin button, but I'll tell you what being 38 right now, like I've never felt better in my life. Like I've been saying that since I was 26, just to be honest, just cause like they make reference to that post-workout feeling. I'm addicted to that feeling and it's become an addiction to the point where it's like, I feel like a trash bag if I don't do it. Like, I can't go days without doing it. Otherwise, it's like I'll get down, like severely down. Yeah. yeah. Well, workouts, I mean, it's no doubt. Right. I mean, that's probably the one thing with anti-aging we've known for a long time. Right. But it's cool somebody like David is putting it together. Yeah. You know, they're talking about the hyperbaric chambers, yeah. doing a bunch of those, extending your telomeres, yeah. and he wants to, he wants to start doing his own research into that right. to, like, really find out what that means. Right. And then he's talking about that um, clock that he wants to create. Oh, yeah, that yeah, really yeah, measures yeah. your biological age. Yeah. It does it in a was he, very specific way. Was he saying that was available now in some degree? He was like, you, I could rub a swab in your nose and tell you. He's like, you would probably be a, like a younger person, Joe. He's like, I could show you that. That's, that's a real thing that's going on right now, or did I misinterpret that? I, I guess it's like early stages, though. I, I mean, remember, he's the researcher, and yeah. Joe has access to it. I don't think it's like you and I could get this. No, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, but I see that. But maybe, yeah, maybe the technology's there. He said he's still working on figuring out this thing that really measures the age but who knows give him five so more years we might have this i mean we're certainly going to have it within our lifetime it's all Uh, all. what do you think about that metformin business like that medication that you can get i I love it i think that that's gonna dude whenever i think you're making reference even when joe was talking about just taking 10 simple breaths we've talked about it too 
it goes so far to be mindful and to just take a breath. Like it, it sounds so simple, but you ask somebody if they meditate and nine out of 10 people are going to be like, no, nah, I can't do it. And I'm like, you can't sit still for 10 minutes. Mm. And I, if you would have asked me that, if it's you would, I was hard, gonna bro. say, if you would have asked me, meditation is not easy. If you would think you just sat there, well, it's hard work. If you would have asked me that a year ago, I probably would have said I can't do it either. But it's like once you do it once, and you take the time, and you realize that once you just focus on in and out, just like he's, it's so it's interesting to hear Joe talk because a lot of the things that are going on in his life seem to be direct correlation that's going on in our life to some extent, you know. Well, everyone's on the same journey, right? Yep. And then probably the more of his podcast he listened to if you're taking in you know if you're like starting to be more mindful of what you're doing in your life you're going to start to notice similar things that he's noticed i mean he's just a person that does what he can to pay attention to things that work for his life i mean they were talking about cortisol being released in your system and it's a stress hormone chemical that's really bad for you Meditation is a big one that relieves that, gets rid of it. It shrinks the stress centers in your brain over a period of time. Like they can show that with, I guess they use MRIs or some sort of brain scan. It's, It's fascinating how it works. And, you know, David even says... 80% 80% of your health is in your hands and about 20% is genetic. Like on average, I guess. Like some people get a pretty shitty hand dealt to them. Right. But that should give people a lot of comfort. Totally. 80%. Imagine if someone said to you, 80% of everything about how your life turns out is in your hands. That's kind of... Like, thank God. Yeah, one out of five. Like, it's not always that way. If you were born thousands of years ago as a slave... Right. And, you know, you're sold off. Like, almost nothing is in your control at that point. Totally. Like, that's that's a terrible hand to be dealt. Right. And this is your health. This is everything that will make you feel, you know, healthy and alive and have energy and not get sick. Totally. I mean, I don't know. That's, that's fucking nice to see. Absolutely. He talked about five things that would increase your lifespan. These are all pretty obvious, but I'm going to repeat them if I remember them correctly. Exercising. Don't smoke. Get good sleep. Uh, I don't know if he said don't drink or just don't drink a lot. And then eat healthy food. Right. Yeah, duh. Obvious. Right. obvious right. But worth repeating. Absolutely. You know? Especially if you can have a think about it and be like, okay, which ones, wh- which one of those five am I doing the worst at? And then just focus on that one instead of overwhelming yourself with like all oh, five. How can I improve, right? And once you start making daily practices, it's it's like he said too. He's like, don't beat yourself up if you miss a day here and there. But man, once you get in a routine, we're both walking proof of that. We have our own routines now, and it's been no better medicine for our life than to have something that we do every day. You know what I mean? Yeah, and a ton of it has come from doing this podcast forever. Honestly. Right. Like, I didn't even plan it that way. I wasn't like, oh, yeah, I'll just start pushing in all those directions. But it's like when you when you talk about it constantly, like, yeah. you just feel like an asshole for not doing right. it. Like, how often does Joe talk about exercise? And I, I wasn't like a massive workout guy when I first started listening. I, I was doing some jujitsu before this, and I would occasionally hit the gym, but I never really cared. Right. But as I've got older, like I'm, I'm putting a lot more into it. Um, I don't know, just because I'm like scared that my body's gonna fall apart or I'm gonna have no energy. Right. I don't want that. I, I see some of my friends. I'm turning forty this year. 
Dude, I can't tell you how many of my friends are either out, completely out of shape or they have parts of their body that really hurt right. all the time. Right. Like shit falls to pieces <laughs> fast. You got to... You got to keep the wheels tight. You got to use it or lose it, baby. You, I don't know. You get, one ba- you, like, get, what? you get one bag of bones, man. You got to take care of it. That's. I always thought about that. I remember I had this broke down Subaru for a long time. And I was. it was like when I was just bartending until 2 a.m. And then partying until 4 and 5 in the morning. And I was like, this fucking broke ass Subaru is a direct reflection of your body. I'll never forget that. And then I started working. Mm. Started working out. Started taking care of my life more. Got a new car. Moved into a new place. Everything started falling into place. And it's like no looking back, man. No looking back. Yeah, the fitness is a big thing. Right. Like, I just notice it so much with friends that are kind of like in a slump or a bit depressed. My first question to them is like, how much are you working out? And they always come back with, well, I was doing it for a bit and I did feel good, but now I stopped. And I'm like, that's probably the first thing, man. I never really know what to say. Go do some hard shit. But I'm like, at least that, at least get get a sweat on. Choose your hard shit. That's free. That's free, dude. That's free. It's in your control. You can do it. And start surrounding you know, surround yourself with positive people that are doing that. Like you got to cut some people out sometimes. You know what I mean? Like if if it's not serving you in all aspects, cut that shit out and form the life that you need to form. Like you know, you know, yeah. you know deep down, and easier said than done in a lot of regards. But it's painful to do it, if you love someone a lot, but they're like lazy and useless and always complaining. It's really kind of sucks right. sometimes. You want to be, you, especially if you're in that position where you're often trying to help them and motivate them. Right. Because then you just feel like you're giving up on them and they need your support. Totally. But sometimes you got to take care of yourself. Because right. if you're not, if you don't take care of yourself, you can't really help anyone else. Right. That's very true. Without a doubt, they they make re- yeah. they make reference again. We've said this before, but it's like the hardest thing is the hardest thing for everybody differently. Oh I yeah, mean, I love that. It's so, so true. true, man. It's like it resonated with me so much. I mean, losing my parents at a young age and. I, I'm sure that's why I live the way I do. And maybe a lot of the time it's reckless, but a lot of that energy is formed in a way that I want to like spread that thought process. Like you, you be here now, like you be here now and embrace the time, but don't be so critical. But at the same time, hold yourself to a certain standard and have a certain character. Cause that's the only resume you really have. Right. Well, it's like David said, you remember his story about his grandma? Yeah. His grandma, like, said, look, go. What did she say? She was like, I'm going to pour love into this kid. And then, you know, and just, like, give him all the love in the world so he can go out and change the world. And if he's not doing that, like, holy shit. Like, he's clearly doing that. But draw strength from those things. Absolutely. Like, it's so important to have that. Make Make things reasons and not excuses is what it comes down to, I think yeah you know yeah it's that's a good one i'm just waiting for his pill to reverse aging <laughs> like can you imagine that world like give me that but if it's just like one supplement he's like don't take anything else just buy this and you'll literally live 20 years longer that's it and you'll be healthy and it counts as a workout that's i mean dude there will be people ODing on yeah, that oh shit God, like immediately a, exactly that's like a bad get dick bigger pill people would be fucking (laughs) dude if those things actually work oh my god imagine right yeah yeah that'd be horrific i would have od'd on them yeah i well i was gonna ask you a question if you had that opportunity and that was a 
pliable situation, what age would you actually want to be? I don't. I, it's like getting older. There's a certain wisdom and a certain thing that. I, I, oh. Well, your brain's not going to change. Assuming you get to keep the wisdom that you have. I mean, I want a. I want a fucking eighteen-year-old's body. I want max testosterone and max I think I got all flexibility and the highest uh, immune system that you could have. I feel like I'm peaking right now at 38. Like, I, there's no looking back, but. Well, yeah, but if you tested, like, if you looked at all your levels, then I'm sure that I, can't be I true. I would take that test. <laughs> <laughs> Give me that fucking test. <laughs> okay, well, maybe you're the one guy then, but it's not usually how it works. No, I know. I mean, I, you were you were probably full of. I, well, I think about being 18. thirty. Well, that's fine. You want to have an eighteen-year-old's body, but does that necessarily mean you go back to? You get to keep all the wisdom that you came because I was listening to Joe talking. Yeah, say, the pill's not going to make you dumber. Hopefully not. That's really dumb of you to even that's say true. that. I didn't think of that. I'm just <laughs> it's a time warp button is what I was thinking it was. But it's like you think about. And it's not time travel. Isn't it a good refreshing thing that he's like you're gonna make mistakes? He's like the idea of growing older and being a little more enlightened and a little bit more wise is learning from those mistakes and. and even on a bigger scale than that, learning from other people's mistakes. That's hard to do. You know? But that's that's really the most effective way because you got to think every time you make a personal mistake, if that's the only way you learn, that means you have to make those mistakes all the time and some of them are very costly. Right. But if you can look at others, especially when it comes to like really bad drugs, like Joe talks right. about that guy he saw that did cocaine as like cousin's right. friend or his friend's cousin or whatever... It's like seeing things that can really take you out and learning from someone else doing it. Right. That's that's efficient, you know. But there's still plenty of time to make your own mistakes. This, I mean, but just on a, hopefully a smaller scale, like start a business and you realize, oh, I didn't plan enough or I didn't work enough or I didn't network the right yeah. way. I'll know how to do that next time. That's an important way of making a mistake. And to, That's a good to that one. regard, like I like to believe that prior situations that I've had in relationships provide me the opportunity to have the relationship that I have now. Oh, 100%. But as you but to, but you, you've got to fuck up a load of those to really but get But my good at. my point is and I've been having this conversation it's like I, and I kind of drew on this and I don't want to look at it like marriage is a mistake, but it's like I look at so many of my friends and especially at our age, they're either divorced and some of them seem so beat down or are still hanging on to this old relationship and it's fucking up their next one. It just, I, 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 I don't know, man. I, I struggle with the idea of marriage. I struggle with the idea of having some outside entity tell me what to do and like conform to that. Like I, like I was thinking about it on such like a trivial scale as the mass thing. It's like I never signed up for a I clear shit through you button. I don't know why. It's like I have to add other stuff. I was like... If I love you, I love you. I'll give you a fucking toe. If that's what you want to do, I'll give you one of my toes. And then you know that I love you. But I don't understand the notion of trying to keep up with this buyer ring and do the other thing that everybody else is doing just because they're doing it. I don't I don't get it. And it just doesn't resonate with me. I'm, it's, I, I know that sounds crude, maybe unenlightened. Because the way they were talking about it, in order for the most successful people to be, they have strong women next to them. And I appreciate that. I appreciate what it is. But I believe that's probably true. I, th I think it point. is, too. I it's mean, like, and I want to look. There's only so much you can do on your own. I want to look at it that way. And at the same time. But maybe you'll change. You've just started dating and having a solid relationship after how long of right. not really having one. Right. It's it's a big change, man. You're probably just going to take some time. I mean, yeah. It, it, you know, be patient with it. Well, I just don't understand why it has to be the desire. 
Like, I, I, I just, it's like, it seems like we're playing by these, like, somebody else's rules that they put in place. It's like, who says that they get to, like, why do I need the city of California to tell me how much I love you with this piece of paper? That's true. But women love that I, shit, man. I, I, they want, they want, you know, they get older and they're like, are you really into this or not? That's my like, point. Are you it's committed? Like a, Can we make a family? Like, are you here with me? And, and well, uh, yeah. I don't know where I stand. They get scared, bro. Right, well, That's I mean, I, yeah, I think even and, and and like, yeah, I don't know. This is Love Line <laughs> with Adam and Garrett. <laughs> I'm sure people out there who have no idea what it, they're it's, talking about. I think about, I've said to you. I think I cause we're just having this conversation the past few days, and it's like, have you ever met those people? There, there are successful marriages out there, but even successful marriages, it's like. We have a successful marriage, but it's a lot of work. And I'm like, I have never said that to you, to any of my best friends that I surround myself with the vast majority of the time. It's good. It's really good. But you know, Adam, man, it's a lot of work to keep that friendship. Yeah, moving. but you're not having sex with us, I bro. Get, or at least I hope I not. get it. I get you, is that it. The, it's why it's different. Yeah. There's, there's like you in a way like you become one in a sense like you're you're like a really tight team that constantly relies on each other i i can and i can appreciate it that causes you know you got to just put a lot more work into it friendships are more relaxed like look, we do this part every week but if we didn't we could go a month without talking and it would be other. the same thing and that's okay right. yeah but you couldn't you couldn't do that with somebody you're in an intimate relationship with and that's the thing they too. would it's think like, that something's wrong. I like love desiring and, to hang with my friends and hang with her. I like look forward to those moments. Like it means the most to me in my life. Like those are the most fulfilling moments, and I I, I enjoy that. It's like why well, put the extra pressure? I just I don't know. I get it. Well, don't do it. You don't have to. Right. You don't have to, bro. Right. You don't have to get mad. I think you're thinking about <laughs> no, it. No, well, that's what you're. I doing. think in our later thirties too, it gets to the point where it's like, are you going to do it? Well, what are you going to do? Are you well? What are we doing here if we're not doing it? It's like. I'm just living these fucking moments and trying to have a good time. And I don't, I guess that's, is that selfish? Like, I, I don't know. Cause I want you to have a good time. Probably. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Well, <laughs> hang in there, brother. And on that note, that covers the week for us. Thanks for hanging in there with us. Thanks as always guys for listening. We really appreciate it. And, uh, we love your feedback. Give us a five star review. If you feel like it, it doesn't take you too long. Um, give Garrett some uh, yeah, relationship shoot, advice shoot, anytime. Shoot me some notes. Shoot him an email, <laughs> help him out. And uh, as always, love you. See you next week. Love you guys. Peace out.